0: A very warm welcome to the Strength and Skills Podcast. Here's your host, Nick Tiwuzek, and with me is the best host ever, Dennis
1: Bigolo. Hello, everyone. (laughs) So, in today's episode, we will start um, maybe a little series uh, about programming Today we will start with a little introduction just to clear up what is programming, what is periodization, how should your year look like, how should your day look like, and what are deloads. So just a little introduction in everything. And in the future, we will uh, dive deep into some of these uh, themes more. So you're ready?
0: I'm damn ready.
1: Nick, what is programming?
0: (laughs) Um, The difference, I think, between programming and periodization should be a little bit cleared out, um, as periodization is a little bit more of the big picture. So Mm -hmm. in periodization, um, when we talk about that topic, that's more of uh, how you plan like a year Two years, three years, five years, a decade, or something. Um, first of all, said about that, periodization about a decade or something is pretty much not possible. You just can have like like a little script of something, but it's not exactly. It's not gonna happen exactly like you planned it over it, ten it years. It can
1: be an idea, like in yeah. five years, I want to be here. Yeah. Yeah. But But, planning out five years is kind of difficult.
0: (laughs) Planning out a year is a lot easier. Exactly.
1: You you will not plan
0: every every session out, but uh, you definitely can say by the beginning of a year, if you know an athlete pretty well, you probably pretty much know where he's going to be by the end of the year. When it comes to Stuff like weighted calisthenics and streetlifting. Yeah, I think in skills it's a little bit more difficult as yeah. uh, it's not that plannable.
1: Now, skills is more. Um, you have these phases, but working like in very like one year uh, periodization, it doesn't work like in uh, in weighted calisthenics. Like uh, you have structures that are the same, so you have. Ma- macro and micro cycles, but you work uh, towards a goal more than to an intense like intensivity phase. So, like holding a difficult version of your skill, you can look at it as your your intense month or season uh, where you reach the goals, where you plan to reach the goals, and hold this difficult exercise. And the rest of the time is more the easier versions of this exercise, where you put a lot of volume. In. So, in principle, mm-hmm. it is actually the same, just um, they manifest in a different form.
0: Yeah. What What, what I think about skills is, um, I think the the time, how much it takes to learn a new skill, is not really measurable. Exactly. But what I think is to to plan some more like, like you have a, a plan of like four seconds mm-hmm. and uh, you want to have a planche of 15 seconds. I think that's much more planable as you already earned that skill and it's just about how to uh, you just get longer holding times and stuff exactly, like that exactly like more planable
1: exactly it's it's like that you you won in three months or four months or six months. Reach a certain amount of seconds you can hold a certain ver- version of your skill to then, in an intense phase, switch to the harder version to work on that version and then start building volume on that one again. Reach a certain amount of strength in that skill to then keep going. And it's very, it's exactly the same like in weighted, where you have like this little. Like you can imagine like a curve that goes up and down uh, being volume and intensity and you have phases where the volume is higher and the exercises are easier and where the intensity is higher and the exercise is harder.
0: All right. And I think that's a good introduction. Let's dive a little bit deeper (laughs) into this. Um, Let's, let's talk about how you have to uh, plan like, maybe a year mm-hmm. in general for me i would say uh first thing you have to uh, check is okay is there a certain date where you want to uh reach a, a certain goal yeah like uh okay in one year from now there's maybe a competition i want to be at for for people in weight calisthenics and stuff um or maybe someone who's uh, in more into skills i want to uh hold my maybe my planche from five to fifteen or twenty seconds, yeah. or you learn a planche. You know? yeah. For some or people, it's,
1: it's go awesome. from the straddle to the full planche, for example.
0: Yeah. S- stuff like that. Yeah? yeah. Just just to to have a date and a goal. Yeah. I think that's that's the first step you have to have to make, and uh, then you set this big year into different steps mm-hmm. and uh, that, that's in the end that's the periodization you do so what do you have to do for that so when it comes to that you first of all you i think the first thing you always should check is building up a proper technique and all your stuff checking out weaknesses and that's what the first block should be about and this block can take from maybe four weeks to 12 weeks where you just just work on your technique and work on some weaknesses that can be. Um, is my my shoulder girdle the limiting factor for the planche? So is my protraction just shit? So maybe I have to work on my serratus yeah. um, to, to really make that stronger to get a better planche? Or is it maybe for people who... Uh, work in uh, weighted calisthenics and street lifting? Is it maybe the explosiveness of my muscle up? Do I have to yeah. work on that? Um, or do I have to the on the yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The, the small stuff, where, where's the problem? What do I have to do for that? I'm going to do that until it's fixed. Yeah. And, um, and that's what you do in the first part of this periodization, periodization year. Yeah. So,
1: so maybe, maybe some, uh, just some words we will use uh, so it's clear for everyone. So when we talk, yeah, we can talk about a year and then you divide that up in so-called macro cycles, yes. which, which are, go from um, usually three to even six months. I mean, it depends. Usually uh, one macro cycle is around three months. And then you have the mesocycles, which is one month which is part of the macro cycle. And then you have the micro cycle, which is the week. So if we yeah. use these words, so you, you understand yeah, what, yeah. what we mean. Sorry, sorry for interrupting you.
0: No, that's sorry. perfect. <laughs> it was really, uh, important.
1: <laughs> so, because I, I know, I know we will start throwing these words around and maybe people like, what the hell are they talking about? So
0: yeah.
1: it's, it's out of the way. And, uh, and we can we can talk
0: so, so so for for every listener um having this kind of micro cycle yeah that's that's your usually that's your your training week mm-hmm. and um your next thing is the mesocycle. having that um is like uh mm, several weeks in a line exactly like like me- that that can up be up from some people program it like, okay, we have like three weeks and then we deload and some sometimes it can, this can take up up to 12 weeks.
1: Yes, yeah. that's, I think that's fun.
0: Oh, thank you, Google. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, that can go up to 12 weeks. Um, and uh, th- th- that can also be like a mesocycle. And then um, from there, th- that's kind of a block.
1: Yeah, And the division between blocks is always the deload, which yeah.
0: takes part. So, so you have some, some weeks of training. This is your block. Then comes the deload. And then comes the next block.
1: Exactly. And this
0: can still be part of the same macro cycle. Yeah. So if you have like maybe five weeks of uh, working on your technique, then comes the deload because the body needs it. So this is time where you kind of rest and you can, uh, we will, I think we're going to have a, we're going to have about,
1: only about deloading. Yeah.
0: I think that's, that's a good thing. Um, but from there you, yeah, you just give your body a little bit rest, um, give some more time to recover and then you start into the next block. And this block can still be working on your technique and weaknesses Yeah. Um, until it's done.
1: Yeah. It doesn't mean like, some people have done this very strict idea about macro cycles, and it happens okay yeah i I did one month of volume now now I have to switch to intensity or something like that. no, you don't like if there's more work to be done there, and if it's going well and you're making great progress and your your like your championship or isn't two months from now, you can keep going like that's you keep building up and if there's still technique work to be done, you still keep working on your weak points and working on technique. It's something that you just don't stop. Like it's still a process that keeps going continuously because
0: for your life.
1: Yeah. For your life. Like if, if your lifts get heavier, your exercises get different too and weighted and in in skills, like it's completely a new thing. So It's not that you stop working on technique after your technique block, but it's not your main uh, focus, let's say.
0: Yeah, and the next thing you should think about is that you do not only have this one focus in your life of technique. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that needs to be said as uh, some people focus too much on technique. As I'm a big fan of a good technique, but... There's a difference of uh, having a kind of perfect technique and having a good technique. I think what you should have is a good technique and then the, the focus should be on progress. Yeah,
1: I think and so too.
0: Developing yeah. your technique all the time. But yeah. um, some people, they just get caught up in the, in the uh, thought of, Everything needs to be just always perfect, and yeah. there's just little, little tiny muscle fiber not working as I want it. I can't put on some the next progression or the more weight because this little muscle fiber didn't work the way I liked it to be.
1: And I think if you if you look like like big coaches in powerlifting too, for example, they don't like they're not too keen on technique all the time. Like the te- when the technique is okay, you keep going and then you always tweak stuff over the years because the little differences they ha- happen over the years and they don't happen in one macro cycle. In one macro cycle, you can build a good basic um, to work on without injuring yourself. But the little finesse, the little details, which make the difference in an elite level or like a higher level of the sport, they develop over years. They don't develop overnight. There we go. Yeah,
0: That's very important to say for, the, for that <coughs> part. Um, from here on, for most people in calisthenics, the next goal should be to build more muscle mass. <laughs> um, yep. As that is something uh, some people are really, really scared of and uh but i put on weight and then i'm not going to be that good to be honest looking at that do you have an idea how the muscle the, the rate of muscle growth how how it, how it is it's not like you're going to put on 10 kg in a year on muscle on pure muscle mass that's not going to happen if you if, if if we are talking about lean muscle mass the usual amount of muscle mass you build up is like maybe four kg in a year.
1: I mean, it's, it's possible that when you're a complete beginner, but then you absolutely need it that in the first year, like you put up, put on between seven or over seven kilograms of, of muscle mass, but that's the first year from, from there on, like, it goes down in an extremely fast rate and you you reach a point where you can build up like I don't know under one kilogram 0.8 something like that 0.4 to 0.8 kilograms of lean mass a year so be aware of that it it gets slow at some point and that's if you're natural yeah Yeah.
0: so the, your goal in the next phase of your uh, prioritization should be to build really more muscle mass. Because the more muscle mass you have, the more potential is in your body to build more strength. And it's possible to build strength while you build up muscle. That's the big, big uh, thinking point here. So your technique is here. Now it's time to build up some more muscle mass. And from there, you. You have to adapt that into the strength part yeah. that comes up by the end of the year. So for a complete year, if you have that time frame, for, uh, frame, it's the best way to to uh, really separate that into like three phases, having the part of like uh, technique, yeah, half trophy and strength. And what you definitely can do here is mixing that up through the year. So exactly. having like eight weeks of technique, eight weeks of um, hypertrophy, eight weeks of strength, and then do it all again. Yeah. And,
1: um, exactly. And then every, and, yeah, and every macro cycle, you will start and be better than the last macro cycle. And you know yeah. your volume block in six months from now will start with weights that are way higher than your macro cycle. You start, at, like, you start now and you will, you will see how you progress. And it's like this, you can imagine like this little curve I was talking about. You can imagine two curves. Like there's a big one which starts with technique and starts from the bottom. Um, you have not too much volume. You work a lot of on technique. The volume goes up over the air, goes up, goes up, goes up, and then when the, the, the preparatory phase for your championship is, starts going down and the intensity gets higher. And in this big like Gaussian curve, like normal distributed curve, you can imagine, you have little curves going up and down all the time. And yeah. those are the phases where the volume gets higher and the tendency. Towards the end is always volume first. Like you work on technique, the volume gets higher in a macrocycle, and then slowly switches over to higher intensity phases, which are very important. Like even for for athletes, and that's something I, I am starting to see that like do bodybuilding, and where volume is the driving factor because more volume, more muscle mass. They're starting to implement more like in Tense phases because it helps with, uh, general, general hormone balance and like still testing your strength and getting stronger, still activates, uh, like lifting heavy weights, activates all your muscle fibers and can be very like, uh, have a very positive effect on muscle growth too. Uh, that depends from person to person and generally, Uh, I would say uh, it makes sense from a hormonal standpoint too because when you run a very, very high volume for a long time, testosterone tends to go down and in higher intensity phases where the volume is not as high, um, people like you tend to replenish it and you can see it like as a hormonal deload almost, which helps Mm -hmm. you to then enter a volume phase with more strength and just move more weight, build more volume, build more mass. And uh, you can imagine like a tank, the tank that you can fill up with water, which is the weight you can move, gets bigger and bigger. So muscle mass is a good thing. Of course, if you um, do skills, you will have to think like there is a point where having, there is too much muscle mass. Or it makes it harder and you need more time to reach certain yeah. skills um it's not completely linear like um the more muscle mass you have the longer you will hold your planche it's not not like that yeah, there we are
0: the tank again because <laughs> when you build up the tank now yeah. you have to fill it up with water with what means strength exactly. so that's, that's what you what you always have to do you build up that tank and then you have to fill it up with water yeah. so um that 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 where uh, the people just always uh, make the mistake. They may build up a lot of tank, but didn't fill it up, or they always have a full tank and um, have too much water in there, and then it just stagnates. So exactly, that, that's what you have to do, you have to build up the tank, fill it up with water, and then build up the tank again. Yeah, that's the way it goes.
1: It's something I I tell my clients too, uh, working like. We work a lot with uh, weights too, and people want to get bigger and stronger. And I tell them from the beginning, uh, we can do that. We love to do that. That's what we want from you, and from our athletes. But be aware that the skills you have, it will be harder for some time. And the moment you get heavier, it stagnates. And it can be that you have to switch to an easier variation until you get comfortable with that weight and the muscle mass you have, and you start filling up the tank again, that's bigger now. And then you can keep progressing until a certain point. Of course, like if you're a 100 kilogram muscle beast, it's going to be harder because uh, tendons play a big role in skills and they don't have the capacity to grow like muscle has. And they have their, they have their limits. And if you're too heavy, it just gets very, very stressful on them. And yeah, that's that.
0: Tendons and ligaments—it's always a thing. That's the same for uh, when you have weighted stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean the tendons and ligaments. Maybe for for the knee, um, they also have to adapt on the weight you're squatting. I mean, exactly. It, it's not like okay, weighted—it's different. No, it's always the same in yeah. its because it's it's strength sport. And um, that's what you have to keep an eye on as an athlete. That you not. It, it's not like I got stronger. Everything in my body is now ready to do so. Yeah. So take your time with that. that but and that's um, why you need
1: deloads and time off. And that's maybe a thing we could talk about too. Like if you look at a whole year, uh, it makes sense after a competition, for example, when you went through the whole thing, you had your phases where you build up uh strength and muscle you had your strength phases where you saw your results and then you start up again and reach the point where you have uh, you're in your best shape and you have your your uh, championship and then it's good to take some time off too uh i think that's a thing in calisthenics generally that people forget like they're all day every day and that's not productive. Like people generally, if you look at professional sports, people take some time off, especially after they had some championships or something like that. They just, they don't do anything for even one or two weeks and completely let the body regenerate, which sounds something like extreme and crazy for some people. But if you strain your body, uh, because it's a big stress on your body for a whole year, Two weeks in one year is not a lot of time for your body wow, to really recover. And maybe every two years, but generally, like it's something I've learned. Take your time off. It's super, super, super important.
0: Yes, definitely. Yeah. Also for your mental yeah,
1: thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: because if you have to, to put in everything every <clears throat> time of the year. It just takes so much energy from you. Okay. So take your time off. Do that. It's it's gonna be a good one. Yeah, and it's it's, it's not up.
1: gonna set you back or you have a little setback to really as, as forward to not come back stronger, but it is not a setback, it's a step in the right direction because you won't hurt yourself and you will manage to keep going for a longer time and yeah. not get injured. And I think that's one big point when talking about programming the first, before you even think about periodization or programming, the first idea you have to have is adherence. Can I really do this program? Because you can think about your program as much as you want and make it as complex as you want and put in all the fancy accessory work you want. But if you can't train six times a week, why do you write applying for six times a week?
0: Ah, that's so important, that point. I mean, in the beginning, I loved to write programs for six days a week for people.
1: <laughs> we we all had that phase, right?
0: <laughs> from from the point where I'm at now, most of my athletes train four days a week. Yep. I mean, I wouldn't go lower. I, wouldn't, I would never go lower than that. But four days a week is for most people really the best thing because all of us have have a life we have to work we have family and stuff i mean that's something you don't think about when you're like a student or going to school or something but uh for those who really have have a normal life like a job family friends yeah i mean that's that's a lot better to put training like that into life most people i know train like four to five days a week and most of them have if they have five days they have a Fifth day. That's pretty light. Right. Just yeah. accessories stuff.
1: It's uh, it's interesting. It's an evolution, completely the same. Like with my own training and with my clients, started off with more days, and over time it got less. And the results are just better. And then it depends. There's people that don't have that much stress outside of training, and they can train more, and they can bring results. But it's something I experienced on myself too. This year has been very, very busy for me. Uh, probably the busiest year in my life, and with everything going on. Uh, for the first time in seven years, I only train four days a week. And the progress is, is extreme, like super good. Yeah. And I feel better. I feel more energized. I can work more too, like, and get more stuff done. It's like less often is more. And like you said, I think don't have any, we have maybe one client that has three days um, of hard work and one light day, but always four days. And it's like people that are, for example, heavier and bigger where the stress is bigger on the muscles too, especially if working on skills. And just, I mean, there's always like you can't, have a fixed rule. It's always very individual, but yeah. uh, I think it's it's a good point that people hear that that you don't have to kill yourself seven days a week.
0: So what I really have to say that here before we switch to uh, <coughs> from periodization to programming, um, thing is the the higher the intensities for the individual person, um, the more rest you need. So what means if you. Uh, have really, really heavy weights. And I'm talking about really heavy weights, not like a 100 kg squat. That's not a weight. Um, I'm talking about people who squat more than 200 or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's the people who need more rest. They yeah. just train less during yeah. the week because the the workload they have is higher. Yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. It, You need to have a program that you can actually recover from. And that's something that's not always about volume. That's also about intensities. And that's the stuff you, where, where it gets into the details, where we will come back in, in later episodes, definitely. Um, to come from prioritization to programming, this is where uh, we talk about uh, the stuff, how you actually manage to um, write really the plan that you do on a day. Exactly, Um,
1: programming doesn't go over one week. Like if you program something, it's like what you do from day to day. It's one week, but everything that goes over, like like the the one week period, already starts going in direction periodization. So, but but
0: sometimes you have like a a week and b and b week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But in the end, usually yeah. it's it's a week what, what yeah. we are talking about. And um what you should be aware of the there are some rules of thumb to keep that in here. Um I think one thing is try to to work every every muscle group like two times a week. I know that this is not something you must do yeah yeah because um also the bro split can work for those who are more into hypertrophy and stuff um, but that's a rule of thumb that works for most people yeah Yeah. and
1: it's in calisthenics which is pretty let's say skill-based no matter what exercise it's still good to have a a bit higher frequency in the movements because you get used to doing the movement and you like if you do it once a week. It's just you have to get into the movement again. If you do pull ups three times a week, like you don't, you you're there. Only thing you have to do is progress. Nothing else.
0: Yeah, that's it. All right, Um, that's a rule of thumb. And I think another thing, uh, very important, talking about volume um, from the scientific point of view. um, Right now, it is to say that for each muscle group. You should have in between twenty to thirty sets
1: mm-hmm. per week. Yeah.
0: Um. And, but I have to say for that, it it it's like always. It depends. Yeah. Um. There are people who are more on the lower range of that. Maybe some people just do like fifteen.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, and ten, there are ten, other ten is like the minimum, which seems to to you really need to grow, and from there. It's up to 30, but some people even do more.
0: Yeah. I mean, I had athletes yeah. who who did like 40 to 50. Yeah, uh,
1: especially, especially in calisthenics, I think, where you have like movements, like the pull-up, where you use your whole back, let's say, you'll hit some of those muscles just very often with other exercises too, especially if you integrate skills. So, yeah, some,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's it. But that—that's the rule of thumb. And when it comes to intensity phases, um, make sure to have like, because that's something most people tend to lack on. Um, make sure to to do like fifteen reps of a something like a. If it comes to competition and you're in a um, like a peaking, make make sure to have like roundabout about fifteen reps of a certain movement during a day. So um that means in the in in the practical thing <laughs> does it mean um, do fifteen, 15 up heavy up? muscle ups in one session. Yeah. <laughs> that that's not what I'm talking about, yeah. I mean uh you you can have like um maybe five heavy muscle ups mm-hmm. and then having sets of um you have ten ten uh reps left now. Now you can uh fill up with like uh, heavy pull-ups after that, yeah. So because you will fatigue very much after after some heavy, really heavy muscle ups, you you will feel that yeah. um, you you're not going to be explosive for 15 sets. Yeah. It's just not the case. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but some people can, and this is again, yeah, this is very yeah. individual, but. Don't lock your mind into, I have to do 15 uh, reps of muscle-ups on a day. It's not like that. Mm -hmm. Um, This is another rule of thumb we have here. Um, But uh, to come to the programming of a day, I think a good thing here is to go down from a technical thing like a muscle-up or you have to train it a handstand push-up or maybe even uh, something uh, technical on a on a planche or something.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: That's right. the first exercise you do. Then you come to the strength part, mm-hmm. which can can be weighted pull ups. Yeah. That's the case for for uh, also for weighted and also for skill based uh, yeah. people. As yeah. I know that you you let your people train yeah, uh, weighted pull ups. They,
1: they all have weighted pull ups, weighted dips, and net actually so
0: from there we go to an assistance exercise which can be something like a rowing movement or maybe sometimes also a gerundus sternum pull-up or something like that um depending on the level of the athlete
1: of course the, the accessory work like needs to look at the weak points and generally you work on them and usually weak points are uh like your rear delt and you do some work for that, Uh, or it's the transition in the muscle-up and you do some work for that, or it's the lower part of the handstand push-up, you have something uh, that, that hits that. Or bandit work, or for skills, for example, very, very similar. You have, like, you use easier versions of the skill. Let's say you have a full front lever, usually, and you use... Still the advanced tuck front lever. You have the full front lever as first exercise. Then you have some weighted pull-ups and weighted dips, for example. And then in accessory work, you work uh, on raises because activating your shoulder blades is the biggest problem. Or you have dragon flags if you always lose your hips. Um, Something like that. Yeah,
0: Yeah. and... Um, that's that's very important. From this technical thing, there comes the strength thing. Then there comes the assistance thing. This is what uh, Dennis just said. Uh, said, um, and then comes the accessory, and that's the stuff where we talk about. Um, that's now the really small stuff, like isolated movements, like you already said. Uh, here comes now uh, stuff for the weirders that can be like mm-hmm. butterfly reverse. Uh, maybe some curls and stuff like that. So you come from technical to strength to assistance to accessories. Yeah. Here we go. I think that's the best way to handle a day. So um, you have like at least four exercises a day, but you can fill that up until the certain amount of volume you need for uh, yeah for your goal in yeah, that for
1: your goal and. Okay you can handle and that your session doesn't take like 10 hours.
0: Yeah. That's very important.
1: <laughs> take, take All right. In consideration. Yeah. I think we, that was a good introduction. I think we said everything that's to say in the beginning. I mean, it's a very, very complex uh, theme. And if you are interested in more details, we will pick topics, topics. and, and work on them more. Maybe deloads or different kinds of periodization because there's uh, lots of different uh, ways you can periodize a program. And yeah.
0: That's mostly is it. Yeah. If you have any topics about that I- I- in that topic, <laughs> yeah. um, you want to know more about, uh, let us know, uh, shoot us a message on Instagram to strength and skills podcast yeah. uh, so that we can uh, maybe put that into one of the next shows. After
1: um, regulation.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. If you see that you <laughs> have to work on that all that stuff and you don't know where to begin and all, the, all this, uh, you can definitely uh, also shoot us messages. Uh, I think, Dennis, um, you're also uh, able to contact <laughs> on Instagram. I think yeah, that's so Dennis.
1: Dennis. Dennis underscore Kalis or okay. uh, Stenix underscore. Perfect. Yeah.
0: Um, for me, you can contact me at nick.tibo. Uh, Nick Tibo. Um, Nick uh, or maybe if you like to contact me there, that's Babel Coaching. All right. We hope you have a good day. Let us know how you liked the episode. Please feel free to share it on your social media. Yeah.
1: And we hope you have a good time.